Welcome back to another episode of Life in the Urban City podcast. I'm your host, Paul Hudak, and today I have the privilege to be with two of our stay clients, um, Evie and Lily. Welcome to the podcast, ladies. Do you want to do a quick little introduction of yourself? Um, I'm Yvette, or Evie. Um, I'm just 20 years old. Yeah. How long have you been in the program, Evie? About three months. Three months. Okay. Relatively new. Lily? Um, my name is Lily or Ireland. Um, I've been in the stay program for like a month. Okay, cool. Awesome. And, um, so the whole purpose of today's podcast is, you know, for those who don't know stay, stay is one of our housing programs for transitional age youth, transitional age youth. Paul, what is that? It's, um, youth who are about the age of 18 to 24, 25 years of age. And the reason why we started this program is we, we were seeing a lot of our youth being unhoused. And so we created a housing program called STAY for that because they're transitional age youth. So um, for this, what we want to do is just kind of help people better understand um, clients like yourself. Well, you know, the struggles and things that you've been dealing with and what led you here. And maybe even for those youth who are listening, maybe how we can maybe lead them away from from what currently um, is happening to you ladies and maybe in their life. So... If whoever wants to kind of go start us off, do you guys mind sharing a little bit of the struggles that you've dealt with before joining Stay? Now we're starting to get personal here. <laughs> um, for me, I lost both my parents, mm-hmm. my mom when I was nine years old, and my dad when I was just 13. Mm-hmm. And I transitioned from one parent, from both parents to a single parent, and then single parent to my half-brother. Mm. which was hard yeah. and because we barely knew him. And yeah. I started dealing with um, suicidal ideations, thoughts, mm. um, just a lot. Um, like losing my parents was really hard. Yeah, I can just, imagine. Just dealing with that struggle alone has been really difficult for me. And then not only that, I've been raped and just trying to transition from mm-hmm. one house to another. I moved several times during my life. It yeah. was really stressful. Um, I lo- used to live with my godmother that did not go well. I love her. Don't get me wrong. It's just she had really bad yelling issues. And mm-hmm. she had anger issues yeah. like me. But I had to get out of the toxicity of the environment I was in. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. And I mean, you're not you're not even that old. So that's I'm like- not. So that's crazy. Thank you for, I mean, that is the first question you opened up and shared. And thank you for that. Um, I know it's not easy to do that. It definitely isn't because like both my parents, they literally died four years apart. Wow. Three days apart. So they're soulmates in heaven, literally. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Sorry to hear that, but thank you for sharing. Um, And Lily, do you mind, uh, it was like, yeah, it's kind of transition a little bit, but do you mind sharing a little bit of what you were dealing with before joining Stay? Yeah, um, so before Stay, I was going from house to house, like, mm-hmm. I was, I'm like 19 right now, but from the age of 18 to now, yeah. um, it was really just me trying to find, like, where I belong, because I didn't belong at my parents' house, my foster mom's house, mm-hmm family brothers all that stuff so it's really just like trying to find out where i belong i guess in a sense and then finding out that i don't really belong anywhere yeah and i guess the question for both of you because um 
it seems like you, stories are completely different of where you were at before, but I think there's some common themes, right? And the one I was going to say was like, do you feel at at the state program or um, that you do feel belonged? And it's okay if it's a no. Um, for me, I lived with boys mm-hmm. because of my brothers and my half brother, and of course my dad. And it's just really new for me just mm. being around other girls my age because yeah. I'm more tomboy. So because of my brothers and yeah. living with girls is just a completely different thing. Yeah, It's just so new. And then some girls get along, others don't. And mm-hmm. it's just, that's those are the pros and cons. Yeah. Honestly, no. Okay. Um, I struggle a lot with like opening up and trusting people. So it's getting to the point where like, yeah, I could live and cohabitate with other people, but being that family dynamic and being like, oh, yeah, this is my friend that I live with. No, mm-hmm. it's more like it's my roommate. Yeah. Do you feel like um, from your past and your history that for to to live together that you have to get along with everyone all the time? Or do you feel like there's a path of like better understanding? Of You're looking at me like I want to go first, but okay. I mean, you guys don't have to go in the same order we started off. You feel free to jump in whenever. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll go. Um, I have some, like something similar to that is like, you, do, you don't have to like each other mm-hmm. to get along. You literally have to respect each other mm-hmm. when you're living in like the same situation the same housing yeah and similar to roommates like you guys don't have to like each other you guys have to respect each other either way mm. yeah go, go for it Lily. I, I, I see i see things are rolling through your head real quick. no because i'm like dealing with this in the moment especially mm. so for me it's like i don't have to like you nor I mean, we don't need to talk about names and do stuff. No, no, I'm not going to say any names, but I don't have to like you, but I'm going to have massive respect to you until you disrespect me. Mm. So so on that note, because that feels like respect goes around easy in the conversation. And when you meet people, do you automatically respect them or do you feel like they have to earn the respect and why? I feel like they need to earn it. Why is that? Because... If the person is very untrustworthy from their past, but, but if you never own. met them, how if do you we, know they're not? They have to earn it. <laughs> just simple. <laughs> they uh, have to earn it. To, doesn't matter if you first met them or not. It's just, mm-hmm. or you met them before, you they still have to earn it. Okay. I have this thought like, I'm gonna respect you until you break my respect, or like mm-hmm. you disrespect me, or trust, or something yeah. like that, right? So automatically, I always have respect for everybody, no matter who they are. Yeah. Sorry, I, I'm with Lily on this one. E. I know. Yeah. I kind of had a feeling. I was like, he's going to go for Lily, hands down. <laughs> but, but again, it, uh, the big reason why is like your experience, right? You, you know, if you had a different experience, you might think differently, right? If, yeah. you, if your parents taught you a different way, you might, you know, I think, you know, we're all taught differently. We were raised differently, right? We all don't have the exact same parents, right? And, um. and same upbringing, Um but yeah, one thing I definitely challenge, like, because I've worked with hundreds of kids, is like that whole, the respect conversation. Because I do feel like, right? You, I mean, in our community, we there's respect that's earned, but I think it's also easy and a little more hopeful if they've already had res- like have you respect because, I mean, are you purposely never going to work or tolerate or be around people that you don't respect because 
if you don't know anyone, like who are you going to be around? Are you going to be able to, you know? So like, I'm not trying to call Bring you me out down or, or no, call me out. I get or it. Anything, but like, you know, this is what I've worked with other clients yeah. and stuff. And, and again, I, I respect, I mean, this is how you see it. I mean, this is your moral and your value. Um, I might disagree, but I mean, I still respect you as a person. And Everybody like has yeah. their own like disagreements and agreements. Mm -hmm. I think it's honestly, it goes both ways with me. So yeah. I honestly don't, I honestly, it doesn't matter to me, but I am listening to what you say and it, and it's true. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah. So um, kind of like on this path of being transitional age youth, you know, you both mentioned that you've been living in different places and more than one place. And then you kind of, you know, the, the concept of bouncing around and being in different places. Um, what does that do to you? Like, do you feel like you, you don't really have a place? Do you feel unwelcome places? Um, for me, especially, I like I've had parents in a <laughs> sense, but I've never had like father figure, mother figure, any of that mm. stuff. So it's more of like I learned how to become so self-sufficient that I don't trust anybody. Mm. So like the advisors and the counselors and all that, it's hard for me to build trust at this point because I don't trust adults or authority figures because I think they're just going to leave me. And that, and you have the experience of it, yeah. right? And it also like brings like, don't get me wrong, everybody has different experiences but a lot of my experiences have trauma involved into it yeah. so it's always like well i don't want that happening again so i'm gonna keep my guard up mm -hmm. so it's always like that yeah oh that's a hard one even for me to think about um oops Are you um, okay for me i think um with my my type of situation i went from two parents to one no parents and mm -hmm. Having a father figure who was like my brother, which is impossible because he looked like my dad, mm -hmm. which was frustrating <laughs> to say the least. It was very, Imagine. it was very frustrating. And then uh, my godmother, um, she was first friends with my mom, and just living with her mm -hmm. was totally different when I was a kid. Yeah, because I used to live with her a couple times when I was a kid. It's just so different yeah. when you're transitioning from the kid to the adult. When mm -hmm. you're having family or foster, it's just there's certain similarities that yeah. you're not used to, like a parent figure, a mother figure. I had to step in as a mother figure to my brothers because. Mm. Even some of my friends, they actually call me, you are like a mom in certain <laughs> ways. And I'm like, yeah, that tends to happen. Yeah. And, and again, but it's because of the situations you were placed in. And yeah. Whether or not you wanted to or not, you had to. I, I had no other choice. Rather, mm -hmm. I had to step in the role or I just naturally come along with it, which everybody, my friends had told me that I naturally come along with a natural mom effect yeah. yeah no worries and then i guess a question for youth workers right you know there's a lot of youth workers people who want to work with youth what would you recommend for them to kind of as you said like trust is hard to get you know respect might not always be easy to get and what would you recommend to youth workers to better you know walk alongside i think that's the better interpretation right we're not here to change your life we're not here to fix your life but we're here to walk alongside and help guide. Ultimately, it's your decision, your choices, but what would maybe speed up that process so that you can be more trustworthy and accepting of them to help guide you in 
things that are going on in your life? Um, for me, it's time. Time. Mm. Uh, like, if it, I need a lot of time to trust somebody. Okay. And you can't just expect me to be open with you and tell you why I'm crying or anything like that. Yeah. Like, you have to give me time to process what I'm doing and mm. process what I'm thinking because not like not always I'm gonna know why I'm feeling this way mm. like give like I'm very self-aware I guess in a sense so I know why certain things happen but only after the fact mm. it takes you times so like yeah you might be crying in the moment but then you know 10 15 minutes later just like oh that's why I was crying yeah. it, it just like you might not know in the instant that it's happening but if you if you are had the time for self-reflection or self-actualization, you look upon yourself like, oh, that's why I was dealing with X, Y, and Z, why I felt this way. Okay, thank you. It's similar to what you're saying for me. I, I agree with the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I can be the same thing. Like, I'm either crying about X, Y, and Z, or I'm just crying for no reason. Like, I don't have, I don't have anything to explain mm-hmm. why I was crying until, like, the end of the day, I was like, like literally when you're done crying, literally in the afternoon, and then you're having the self-reflection of like, why was I crying earlier? And then it happens during the day. And I was like, oh, that's why I was crying. Okay. So as a guy, being kind of ignorant, <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> um, what would you recommend for those mentors who might not, you know, like, hey, my, my client, you know, they're, they keep crying. How would you recommend, because you guys both mentioned crying. Only reason why I'm asking is, you know, if, you know, I'm one of your mentors and I see you crying, what do you want a mentor to do? Do you want them to come sit next to you and just let you cry it out? Ignore them and, you know, come talk to you later. It's like, hey, you know, Evie, um, Lily, whenever you guys want, like, come, I'm here to talk. Hey, um, don't bring it up until I bring it up with you. Yeah, I think... A lot of times, especially, like, I don't know if this is for everybody, but mm-hmm. a simple, like, hey, are you okay? Mm. Like, after the fact. Don't ask me while I'm crying because I'm not <laughs> going to tell you anything. <laughs> but after the fact, just be like, are you, like, actually okay? And mm. show concern. Mm. I think for me, it's the, sa- it's the exact same way. Like, as, just simply asking, are you okay? Just because for somebody who went through a uh, suicide three times mm-hmm. as just a simple asking, are you okay? Just can change yeah. the way that the person is helping you, whoever is near, especially like mentors or something. Yeah. Cause they're literally on call 24 seven, just in case we need anything. Yeah. But it goes with the, like, just like Lily said, a simple, are you okay? And it's just, just have them either just, wait until they're done crying and then they can talk about it or they can either just bring up certain parts of why they were crying while they're crying that's me yeah is it helpful if i like hey why are you crying no no or or, or, or like hey hey hey, like you know no sorry i said why you're crying so hey are you okay and then if you say something's like so are you really okay like following up with the same yeah. question yeah i think oh. sorry not not i, I did it start off wrong about saying you why start, are you crying you started off really <laughs> wrong i think awareness has to do a lot of it like if you know how i act in a certain like normally so like if i'm usually like pretty chill you know and i'm like acting a certain way 
and you pick up on it, mm-hmm. like just awareness yeah. brings a lot to it. And be like, hey, I see you're acting different. Are oh. you okay? Yeah, no, great. With that, like I am a witch, so I tend to sense like different emotions, which is true for me. Like I, I did sense like, I do sense when somebody as my friend or as my roommate, mm-hmm. something's wrong with them. I usually ask them, are, are you okay? And they usually don't answer me. They just ignore me. And I'm like, okay, oh. You don't have to tell me anything. You just, I just know I'm here. Yeah. And then it will usually tell me at the end. And it's just really kind of nice because you want to be there for them as soon as you can. But others, like, who doesn't like their roommates? And I'm not saying who or yeah. what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but there's still like, you're laughing at me and I love it. Yeah, because you brought me up, bro. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you did. I said anybody in general. <laughs> <laughs> but don't read into things ladies don't read into it <laughs> do you know anybody else <laughs> <laughs> right. that's what i thought so well, a little bit <laughs> what, what, one last question i want to wrap up with is you know for youth who might be you know transitioning or homeless or bouncing around um, what would you recommend them to do so that one they feel love that they feel welcome that they you know Hey, like they're not the only ones going through it. What would you you, you know tell these youth like like yourself or your previous self? That one's a difficult you know, one. No, it gets it gets better sometimes. Like mm-hmm. it's I'm not gonna tell you it gets better all the time, but at certain parts you'll feel good mm-hmm. and you'll be like I'm glad and like everything has happened to me. At some points you're gonna be like, yeah. damn, that really happened. But don't give up on yourself. Mm. Give up on everybody else before you give up on yourself. Mm. I think for me, I I live by this quote, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. It's usually what I have to live by every single day. Mm. I think the I think when you think about it, you, like Lily said, don't give up on yourself. And I think for me, it's like, keep going. There's always a bright light somewhere. Yeah. Rather, you don't see it or you do see it. There's always going to be something positive waiting for you. And I think that's all that matters. Like, just think about the positives. Even if you have everything negative, think about one positive thing. Mm. It can be either um, a small thing. Like, hey, I ran in the morning, made me feel good. Or Mm. I drew something that made me feel good. Or just, like, that's where, like, I think I want to say like hope comes in. Mm. I want to have hope somewhere. And I think that's mostly what I suggest to everybody who's listening to the podcast. Just have hope. Just really have hope. Yeah. Thank you so much ladies for joining today. Um, If you guys ever want to, the seat is welcome for you guys to come back. If you think this was good and want to share more, we'd love to have either of you. You guys come together. You can come solo. Um, we'll be here ready to share more and we could dive deeper into the stories and ask a little more questions. So thank you so much for everyone who tuned in today to just listen uh, to these two ladies' stories and we have a lot more to come. So thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next time.